Coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, and across the sandy beaches of the Carolina coast, take warning, this is Kaniac Sessions. Kaniac Sessions. Providing you with in-depth coverage of your Carolina Hurricanes. And now, let's get on to the session with your hosts, Griff and A.B. Hello out there, Kaniac Nation. Thanks for joining us again for Session 8 of Kaniac Sessions. Uh, I'm Griff. I'm A.B. And... Today, we are going to get into some good news that we have coming up as we approach training camp coming this week. Uh, we're going to cover some news, then we're going to walk you through some details on the camp schedule, uh, some storylines to watch for as we approach camp and throughout camp, and then uh, some cool little segments. AB, how you doing today, brother? A lot better than last weekend. We talked about <laughs> NC State. Um, had a nice warm up game. Got the win. Uh, so it's been a it's been a good weekend. And that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's been good for me football wise as well. Um, you know, I grew up in West Virginia, so I'm a big WVU fan. The backyard brawl against Pitt was this weekend. We got a nice win last night, um, and then. For some reason, I'm on this Colorado bandwagon. All of a sudden, I like it's like it's like <laughs> must see TV. Like I I stayed up all the way until two thirty last night watching that game. I I felt I fell asleep, and I wish I hadn't because yeah, it, it, it was ended physical. Off. It was really good. All these storylines that surround that are just I think it's great, and I'm like <laughs> it's like must see TV to me. I don't know. It's um, I'm on the bandwagon. Oh, yeah. I'm on the bandwagon. So oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, getting into the Canes news, because we are a Canes podcast, if you didn't know. This just dropped. We weren't, we weren't even going to cover this, but literally, I mean, what, 15 minutes ago, A.B., this dropped about Mike Babcock. So uh, it was announced initially by Elliot Friedman that Babcock was expected to resign. And then just more and more started coming out. Then there was the statements made there was um a new coach already announced and so this looks like it's kind of been in the works now for maybe a couple days but um so last week everybody knows the spit and chickless podcast biz dropped a bomb i mean just an absolute bomb uh on one of their episodes about babcock and you know something to do with looking at private photos of, on players phones and all this other stuff, um, you know, then statements were released by the Blue Jackets, Babcock, Boone Jenner, trying to refute the claims. Uh, and I'm really unsure of the validity of, of those statements. I don't really think Boone Jenner would lie, but uh, who knows? Investigations pursued, and then now we see all this today. Yeah, uh, Babcock stated a couple of minutes ago, Upon reflection, it has become clear that continuing as head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets was going to be too much of a distraction. While I'm disappointed to not have the opportunity to continue the work we've begun, I know it's in the best interest of the organization for me to step away at this time. I wish everyone in the organization well in the upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I, mean, I don't want to really speculate on it or get into it because – 
I've I've not seen a report. You've got Biz and the other spitting chicklets guys that are all tweeting right now about how they were right and this and that. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the truth is, and I don't really want to speculate. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Um, and I'm I'm sure we'll see more come to light over the next couple days. Uh, and then, you know, maybe an official report by the NHL or the NHLPA will surface um, that will kind of shine a light on, on all this. But we'll see. So, enough Blue Jacket stuff. Uh, you know, I, I don't hate the Blue Jackets. I never have really hated them. I wish that organization the best. Man, it's just a tough spot for those guys. Yeah, they've been uh, struggling. And, you know, they have the talent. And I'm really excited for uh, the people that they brought in from the draft. They have the pieces. You know, they have the pieces to build uh, a really successful team. Uh, It's unfortunate what happened with uh Babcock but I'm not gonna like we said speculate on it you know that's not our place to do so uh yeah but it they knew it was a risk coming in I mean so much controversy you know over this guy's career and you know it was a risk and unfortunately it didn't work out for both sides uh, yeah but moving on moving on en- enough of that let's get into Kane's hockey so we had some actual live hockey on ice over the last couple of days. So this is Sunday as of recording. And on Friday, on the 15th of September, the 2023 Southeast Rookie Showcase got underway. The Canes opened up with a 4-1 win over the Florida Panthers rookie squad. AB, walk us through some highlights from that game. So we had a 4-1 win against the Panthers. We had Blake Murray. Uh, he made it uh, four to one in the third after Florida uh, tied it late in the second. We also had uh, Noel uh, Gunler and uh, Justin Robidas. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. You know, uh, both goals resulted from uh, good forechecking that created turnovers, leaving them both wide open uh, with the puck in front of the slot, making it, you know, Two zero and three zero, and we talked about in the session last week. Peretz, who was the goalie for uh, Quinnipiac, twelve for twelve, and eventually was relieved midway through the second period. And both goalies were uh, solid all game. And uh, just to see uh, Peretz, you know, only twelve shots on goal, but to stop twelve, he. He's going to be a factor in the NHL for years to come. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see how he develops. Um, but he looked good. I didn't watch the the game Friday live. Yeah, neither um, did I. It was you know we had high school football Friday night, and uh, so that's where I was. But uh, we were we were away Friday night for football, and so on the drive back, I streamed it in the car, the replay, just kind of listened to it, and I mean. You know, there were some bright spots to take away. Uh, keep in mind, everyone, this is a rookie showcase. Um, so <laughs> not everybody's the next Gretzky, but it's it's a starting point. So they looked good uh, against against Florida. And then Saturday, the 16th, they were right back at it. Um, at the end of regulation, it was tied with Tampa 3-3. And, you know, 
every one of these games has a mandatory shootout at the end, no matter what the score is. Mm. And so originally this was announced as a tie and that the shootout, you know, wouldn't determine the winner. But then it, after the game was over, it was announced that Carolina actually won because the shootout counted as, I guess, a goal overtime. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, so we, uh, we tied, but then we won. It was, yeah, that was pretty crazy, but Canes trailed 2-0 at the second intermission. Ferrets let two by him, but he also made some timely saves to keep him in the game. Uh, without some of those big saves, it could have been even worse than 2-0. But Griffin Mendel started the comeback off a shorthanded goal, off a pass from uh, Robida, and less than two minutes later, Suzuki puts one in the back of the net due to a relentless forecheck in the attacking end. Um, Suzuki looked great during this game. You know, again, like we said, it, it is a rookie showcase, but uh, he was a bright spot Saturday night. Robodos, go ahead. Sorry, some of his shootout goals were nasty. Uh, yeah, it's good were. to see him play the way that Carolina, when they drafted him to play, uh, because he's been dealing with some injuries over the past couple of years, uh, unfortunately, but. It was really good to see him as a bright spot during that game against uh, Tampa Bay and even against uh, Florida. Yeah, definitely. I saw a tweet uh, that R Walt Ruff put out that talked about how uh, said like an interview with Suzuki where he's like, "Oh, I'm not very good on the shootout," but <laughs> um, it didn't. It looked well, like it was. <laughs> you might you, maybe you're better than you think you are, Ryan. <laughs> but well, anyway, moving on. This. So, sorry. Go ahead. Let's talk about this for a second. I'll quote this. If you've seen it on Twitter, look at this photograph. Okay. Jordan Martinuk got on stage with Nickelback, and it was something to see. I'm glad he's having fun, uh, enjoying the last dog days of uh, their summer before uh, training camp and everything starts up. He uh he knew the words. He knew everything and he was he was having a great time. So, I mean, Jordan Martinook is just a great and fun guy. And to see him do that, it just really puts into point of how great of a guy he is. Yeah, he's a big Nickelback fan. He's been on the record saying so, but it was it was funny cuz um after after that video surfaced of him up there with Chad Kroger like singing his lungs out it showed a picture back at the audience and you see like <laughs> you see like all these guys all these uh canes players like out there in the audience you see like ronta with his arms in the air like i think <laughs> um, i didn't see that <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta go back and look at that um but i think there was like there's a few of them there like i think like ronta uh, i think kk was out there jarvis um i don't remember who all was out there but it was hilarious when you <laughs> just look out there and see those guys like all cheering him on but um that's crazy uh yeah mm -hmm. well Nickelback, why don't you talk Kane's about canes fans. <laughs> fans yeah huge caniacs as uh, yeah. trip would say why don't you uh, talk about some ptos that we just signed yeah so we got more ptos right so Kiefer bellows uh is a forward 25 years old drafted to the islanders in 2016 19th overall Played 27 games with the Flyers last year. Um, registered three goals. Eh, you know, I don't really see him cracking the roster, you know, but maybe he'll get 
a chance to show what he can do and earn a contract somewhere else. Um, so there's Bellows, and then we've got another forward, Jaden Hobgawaks, maybe? Yeah, Hobgaw- I, good luck I, pronouncing that right. Yeah, Jaden Hobgawaks, I think. I, I watched a video of some of his highlights and listened to the announcer, and that's how they pronounced it. So that's what we're going with. Jaden Hobgawaks, 26 years old, went undrafted, was signed previously by the San Jose Sharks organization. Uh, he played four seasons with their AHL affiliate, the Barracudas. Um, played three games for the Sharks in 21 and 22 season before uh, going over to Sweden to play in the Swedish Hockey League last season. So, again, give him a chance to show what he can do. Maybe he can earn a contract somewhere else. I don't really see him uh, coming out and making our roster. We'll see. But the one that's interesting to me, uh, Zach Aston Reese, a PTO deal. Uh, he's a forward, 29 years old. You, you know, you know, we, we know who this guy is, right? He played 77 games with Toronto last year. Plenty of NHL, NHL experience. I uh, played several seasons with the Penguins. Played in Anaheim one year, and then obviously last year in Toronto. He's got some playoff experience with Pittsburgh and Toronto. Uh, not much of a score, but this guy is a very good defender, right? He's a shutdown winger. Uh, occasionally, he can chip in some offense. Very occasionally, um, in the form of some dirty goals around the net. He's you know he's a gritty player, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with these guys. Uh, we bring them on for camp, and they'll play some preseason games. You know, Aston Reese, though, I mean, he's he's a great – I wouldn't say great, but he is a solid fourth-line checking guy, right? He, he, you know, he's not a bad option. No, I can see him uh, cracking uh... – our developmental system, I don't think he's going to be on the opening night roster, but that's definitely a guy you could have uh, depth-wise who could uh, be plugged in uh, to the lineup. You know, obviously, we talked about with Adam Gold, uh, Brendan Lemieux, it would take a lot of injuries for him to be plugged into the lineup. Right. Uh, but Reese is also a good option to plug into the lineup if an injury happens. So... I can see him going into the developmental system, but we don't have an AHL affiliate. So we've talked about that previously, but I, I, I like the PTO of uh, Reese. I almost prefer him over Lemieux. Hmm. I think he's better than Lemieux. I mean, I don't know. Lemieux, Lemieux's got a contract. Aston Reese doesn't. But, I mean, if we're going to carry one or two extra wingers, I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out, but I kind of like Aston Reese over Lemieux. No, I, no, you, I gotta disagree with, with I gotta disagree <laughs> with you there. I mean, That's we fine. lacked physicality, uh, and we talked about that with Adam Gold as well. Brendan Lemieux's a pest, so yeah. Well, we need you know, it. We'll see. We'll see how that all shakes out. It, it'll be interesting to watch. But so we've got a uniform schedule. Mm. Canes came out with that. Walk us through that, AB. Well, the home black uh, is returning for uh, 27 home games this year. And Whalers night, February 10th versus the Devils. The old red uniforms worn as the primary home from uh, 2017-2021 
return as an alternate for 13 games. I did not like that decision. Me either. The 25th anniversary uniforms, it doesn't matter if they're 25th anniversaries. I mean, they are a great home jersey. I actually prefer them over the black, to be quite honest. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I mean, I have been a huge proponent for the black uniforms all the way through last year. And then I saw the 25th anniversary uniforms on the ice and like fell in love with them, bought Mm -hmm. two of them. I, uh, I just think, I think, you know, it does, we don't have to move forward with the 25th anniversary uniforms, but I think if they take, you know, that uniform, you know, take the base of it, right. The colors, the fonts, um, Mm -hmm. and then replace the old warning flag on the shoulders with the new warning flag. That's, mm-hmm. you know, the, this main centerpiece of the black uniform, if they I were to replace that. Yeah. If they were to replace those two shoulder emblems with the new warning flag, um, and then go with the original crest on the chest and the, the font and the color schemes and all that, and then move that out. You know, when they switch over to this whole fanatics, uh, as the primary uniform, if we could move to something like that, that would be amazing. And then you could keep your blacks as the alternate um, like years past, but man, those red, those old red uniforms that we're wearing again this year, I just, I don't know. I hate everything about them. The font's awful. Yeah. The font's awful. The thing that really stood out to me uh, was just nostalgia for obviously the 25th anniversary. Right. 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 But that silver on the sleeves looked clean. That's what I really like. The font was great. You know, that that should be the home jersey uh going I, forward. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's those are second to none. Those are second to none. They are absolutely amazing. Um we'll see what happens. I, you, you feel like maybe this the reason they're going to the old red uniforms is because, you know, there was and there was a the Canes released a piece about this or an ex- explanation because of the transition from Adidas to Fanatics, there's some planning considerations or different things that have to take place. And it makes sense just to go with a uniform uh, that's already out there. So you don't have to switch, you know, for a year. Or I don't even remember what year it is that we go to Fanatics, but just that way you're not switching now and then switching again in a year or two. So, you know, it kind of makes some sense, but. Um, I'm going to miss seeing the 25th anniversary uniforms for sure. Oh, 100%. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to hear from our sponsors. You're listening to Kaniac Sessions. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, License partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, L.A. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And we're back. We're back. So uh, we got through the news, uh, a little bit of news, but... One of the biggest pieces of news from the last week is that we have a camp schedule. Um, as of recording, which today is Sunday, uh, we don't have a roster yet. But you know, by the time you're listening to this, maybe the roster has come out by now. But uh, training camp is going to kick off Wednesday, September 20th, with team physicals testing. Uh, and then on-ice sessions will begin Thursday, September 21st at PNC Arena. Uh, the team will be broken into two groups, and they'll practice separately. And they'll probably – I figure they'll be broken into two groups, so, you know, maybe even, like, teams, right? So we got that doubleheader or that simultaneous game in Florida coming up, and, you know, maybe it'll be those, those two separate squads, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have five days of practice and workouts before the first preseason game. Uh, that happens on Tuesday, September 26th against Tampa. Uh, AB, you're going to that, right? Not that I know of. <laughs> well, I got to figure it out. I need to go to a preseason game because I, like every Hurricanes fan and every hockey fan, have been scratching our arms wanting to see some hockey. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why I'm going. I'm going Tuesday. Uh, just because, like you said, I need to get in there and witness live hockey again because it's – I mean, football's great, but, man, nothing beats hockey, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be there on the 26th. The 27th is the $10 game, general admission, against the Panthers, I believe. And then the third preseason home game – well – let me back up. They'll go on the road for three games, one of those being a played at the same time. And then they'll come back home uh, for a Friday night preseason finale, uh, which is part of our giveaway mm-hmm. where they will play Nashville. Mm-hmm. So we're going to announce that giveaway winner last. That's be the last thing we do before we get out of here tonight. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that's the schedule. Uh, I'm excited to get into it, read the storylines, um, and see how everything shakes out leading up to opening night. But uh, some things that you can watch for as camp gets underway this week, AB is going to walk us through a um, couple storylines to watch for. So with the defense, we're going to see how everything shakes out with pairings and uh, we obviously know that Slavin and Burns will stay the same. The second line, you could put Orlov or Shea, but Pesci's going to be the uh, 
second line uh, defenseman. The interesting part is there is, and you know, you can obviously say that Chatfield has that third line spot, but it's going to be a battle. It's going to be D'Angelo, Chatfield, Coglin. You know, me personally, I see Chatfield, you know, being on the third line. Uh, D'Angelo being the second option. You know, Coglin's not there yet. Uh, he shows promise, but he's not there yet. And like we've talked about before, is a trade going to happen? It's kind of shifted from a trade is getting ready to happen to are we even going to see a trade happen? Yeah, I was listening to Kane's cast uh, with Mike and Shane recently. And, you know, you know, they obviously have to, you know, they can't get into a lot of speculation because, I mean, they're the they're the official podcast of the Carolina Hurricanes. But, you know, they like to think that the defense is set. Right. They think that, you know, the way they project it is that, you know, we're going into the season with a ton of defensive depth, which is great, which will, you know, definitely pay off come playoff time. But, you know, a trade could still happen. I'm just being real because, you know, I understand what Kane's cast has to say. But just being real, a trade could still happen and it could still happen this week, next week, or, you know, a month or two into the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Take us into the offense. So storylines to watch for in our offense. We're pretty sure that we know who is going to be on the opening night roster. Mm-hmm. You know, we know Aho, Jarvis Bunting, KK Natchez, Fetch, Stahl, Martinuk, Faust, Tara Vinen. And Nason, in my book, I think Nason is a lock to make mm-hmm. the to make the opening night roster. But is he though? In my opinion, he is, unless he takes you know happens to take a step back during camp. Um, I feel like Nason's a lock. But who is going to center the fourth line? That's the main question, in my opinion. You know, we could see a tough battle between Drury, Ponomarov, maybe Suzuki. Suzuki's looked good during the rookie showcase. You know, he's definitely kind of raised the flag saying, hey, I'm here, guys. Don't forget about me. You know, if he comes in and has a good camp, could we see him on the fourth line? Maybe. You know, is he will he play well enough to unseat Drury or, you know, step above Vasily Panamarov? You know, I don't know. But uh, that's definitely something to watch for. That's a battle that to, to watch closely and just see, you know, what shakes out another thing Nason, you know is sorry go ahead nason is obviously going to be a lock if i were to put a center on the fourth line i really after watching highlights and you know watching him play i really think panamarov is by the end of the season going to be the fourth line center unless something happens i mean it's a solid you know that's a solid pick uh, that's a solid prediction i tend to agree um, but, you know, I've also seen reports that Jack Drury, you know, has possibly taken a step or two forward as well. Oh. So, you know, it may be it may be Jack Drury's spot to lose, mm-hmm. um, you know, but Pano's been there, man. He's been there all summer. He's been in Raleigh. He's been skating with the team and the guys that stayed in town. You know, it. like we've said over the last two months, if there's anybody that 
could unseat Jack Drury and take that spot, it's Panamara, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I agree. You know, and is is Jamison Reese primed for a run to make the fourth line? I mean, who knows? I mean, he's more of a winger than he is a center, but you know, could he come in and have an outstanding camp and unseat Nason? Uh, maybe not, but you just never know. You never know. There's sometimes things come out of left field and just happen, right? It's it's just gonna be Drury against Panamarov. That's what I see. Suzuki showed promise, like you said, in the rookie showcase so far. <laughs> He's close, but it's either Drury or Panamarov. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we will definitely see. It's it's a story to watch, uh, pay close attention to, but you know, everything else, you know, and that's a good position to be in is we we think we have 19 roster spots decided. So, yeah, that's what to watch for as camp gets underway this week. Again, uh, it's going to get underway Wednesday off the ice with physicals and testing. And then on the ice Thursday, September 21st at the arena. Uh, I don't know if they'll be open to public or not. Have you have you seen anything about that? No, I haven't. All right. Well, that's what's going on with camp. So now we are going to get into some of our fans uh, engagement things that we do. Of course, we've got. Stupid stuff Griff reads on Kane's X, and we're going to go ahead and get into that. Not a lot this week, so we are going to keep it to one tweet today because I really want to get into the questions from Twitter. Yes. And so, are you ready for this, AB? I'm ready. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. All right. So. We all know the rookie showcase has been happening over the weekend. Well, this guy, this huge caniac, I don't even think he's a caniac. Actually, he's not because his his uh, profile picture <laughs> is a picture of Donald Trump wearing a New York Islanders hat. Oh, okay. So <laughs> pretty sure he's not a caniac. But he says, if you're watching your team's prospect games, you are chronically jobless. <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, funny I funny. Yeah, it's funny tweet. Yeah, it's funny. It's a funny tweet. But, <laughs> you know, you're watching the future. You know, uh, he he is probably the guy that says that. But he's the one watching. That's something an Islanders fan would say. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good tweet. I mean, he, he, you know, everybody. Has missed hockey. You know, and even though it's not the starters, you know, there are some potential starters coming up. But I just think it's a good good opportunity to see people to see prospects that, you know, you normally wouldn't see or you would see playing for a different organization, whether it be the minors or overseas or wherever. Hard. So, well, that's a that's that's a story for somewhere else. But um, but yeah, Mr. Uh, Smart guy over here. Guess what? I'm not chronically jobless. I have a job. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I thought it was funny. It made me laugh, especially because everybody in the, in the replies were going after this guy. But yeah, so that's that. I can't wait to, uh, get into some of these tweets come mm-hmm. camp and preseason and then all of everybody's hot takes about who's going to make the roster and not, whatnot. So that'll be fun. All right, so AB put out a tweet 
earlier today and sorry we didn't you know give everybody a lot of time to get these questions in but uh, av put out a call for questions and we are going to answer some of those uh so ab let's go ahead and kick it off with the first so why am i more sophisticated than griff well this is that's not a, a great... real question <laughs> <laughs> this is not a real Yo. all right the caniac report we did a collab with them they asked do you agree with the idea that this team is either a second line center or a top goal scorer away from truly being a cup contender. Do I agree with that statement? No, I don't. I think as constructed, the Carolina Hurricanes are a Stanley Cup favorite. Betters think so. Vegas thinks so. A lot of people think so. There is a discussion to be had and a valid discussion to be had about the second line center position, or, you know, like they said, a top scoring winger there, there obviously has been like we talked about with Adam gold last week. There's obviously a finishing problem that presents itself from time to time throughout the season. Adam gold said that he expects that to be a conversation again this year. Um, but I think, I think Yasperi Kotkaniemi, I think he can be that. And he may very well be that this year. I'm not saying he's a, an elite scorer. I'm not saying that he is, you know, the answer to our scoring problems. By all, I'm not saying that by all means. But if he takes, an, you know, he we saw him take a step forward between last season and the season before. Another year in the system playing with his line mates, pending an injury or something of the like, you know, I think this guy could turn into the answer that we are looking for on the second line. Is he that right now and today? No. But by the time the playoffs come around, he could very well. He could very well be what we need. And, you know, all of our questions that we've had could be answered. You know, obviously a top scorer or a proven second line center is, you know, that would be great. Like, don't get me wrong, but does it really move the needle beyond, you know, Stanley Cup contender or not a Stanley Cup contender? I don't think it does because I, I think that we're there right now. I'm going to disagree. And the reason KK took a step forward this year. All right. I'll get. Yeah. I'll and then he lost that. his winger. Sorry. I'll shut up. But then he lost <laughs> his winger. <laughs> I'll let you go. I won't interrupt you. <laughs> this will really tell uh, this season. You know, uh, Svetch is coming back and he's going to have Natchez on his right side. If it doesn't pan out, I would go after Elias Lindholm. That's well, just yeah. my opinion. He's like you said, he is not a second line center right now. Not at all. No. no. I give him, you know, the first half of the season. And if it's not working out, this is when you bring in Elias Lindholm. If not, because Elias Lindholm, when he was at Carolina uh in the beginning, he played as a right winger. Um, so I mean 
ideally I'd like a right-handed center, uh, Elias Lindholm being the answer, but I'm fine with our roster right now. Our roster is Stanley cup contenders. Vegas thinks so. A lot of fans think so, you know, KK is a great player. You know, he took a step forward this year, like I talked about. It's make or break for me. Is he that second line center? I don't know. Well, we'll see, but we've got time. You know, if he if he if it doesn't work out and he doesn't pan out, you know, halfway through the season, or even come like maybe January. If you take a look at your your team in January and say, okay, this is not working. You've got some time to make some decisions. You've got the assets to trade if you need to go out and get it. Um, And you can use that asset to trade without crippling yourself on the blue line, right? Everybody knows who we're talking about. (laughs) But, um, you know, it. we'll see what happens with KK. I, you know, I, I think he's going to take a step forward this year. And I think when we're looking back on this year, whether it be next year or playoff time or whenever it is, I think we're going to look back and we're going to say, man, we were, we were wrong. KK has performed beyond anybody's expectations this year. I think it's happening. I think it's going to happen. I think he's primed to do it. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Next question from Zach Martin, friend of the pod. Uh, co-host of the search cast who will be the breakout player for the canes this year that's a really good question um if i were to guess i think i'm gonna go with michael bunting Hmm. and i'll tell you why power play efficient with bunting on the ice sebastian ajo centering you know, Jarvis will probably be on the first line if I if I were to guess, because uh, we talked about that uh, first line left wing spot was like an Airbnb. I expect yep. Bunting to get over twenty goals and you know just be a physical presence, be a pest, and finish. We had the finishing problem. You know, I think he's one of the answers to solving that finishing problem. That's a solid pick, uh, but I'm going to pick someone else. Okay. I actually have two. Okay, you have two. <laughs> Can I say two? Because I, uh, yeah, I really, yeah, yeah, I'm really having a hard time picking between these two. But I guess I kind of, you know, based on what we just talked about in the last question, I'm going to say Yasperi Kokanyemi. I think he's going to be your breakout player. Like I said, when we get beyond the season or we get to the playoffs and we look back on the season, um, I think we're going to look back and say, wow, you know, KK has exceeded our expectations. And KK has proven that the playoffs are not too big for him. Uh, You know, he's played well in the playoffs. He's played well in in big moments. Uh, He played well in the stadium series game, which – you know, say what you want. That was a big moment. That's a that was a tough game to play in, mm-hmm. uh, and he played well. And I think that he could be. I think he could be the the breakout player. I think he could be the guy. I mean, not not the the guy. Like no one, he's not Aho, <laughs> but you know, he could be the guy that we see break out. 
And another one, I would say that, you know, Seth Jarvis. Mm. I have said that I expect Jarvis Jarvis's points to double this year, or excuse me, goals to double. Um, I think we'll see him in the high 20s. I think he's going to continue growing his 200-foot game. Um, you know, we saw him on the penalty kill at times last year. We saw him uh, on the power play. We saw him in all situations. He's becoming a guy that, you know, Rod Brennamore really trusts. And barring some unforeseen circumstances, whether it be, you know, whether he just takes a nosedive and plays awful or whatever, I, if, if we see the same Seth Jarvis come on the ice that we saw last year, I expect him to be everything that we ask him to be, plus more. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a breakout guy. Um, but him and KK, man, if those if both of those guys were to happen to break out, <laughs> I mean, open the gates. The, here come the Canes, like for real, all the way. Honorable mention, Dmitry Orlov. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he's good. He's a great defenseman. You know, I can see him really taking a step forward this year. Yeah, but, especially especially in this system, too. But we'll get to our final question and we'll I think we announce. got we have two more. We have two oh, more. we have two more? We have we have one more on as a reply to that post, and then we've got one uh from our good buddy Eric. Yes. Well, so, let's get into the Twitter one. First. You want me to read it? Uh, sure, you can read it. All right. From Haas. Love the name, Haas. Yeah. From Haas, the past two years, the Canes have had at least one or two injuries that seem to ruin the playoffs for us. Do you think this year's team is better suited to deal with a couple high-profile injuries? Defensively, yes. Defensively, yes. Yeah. Offensively, you got one or two guys. I Defensively, think, I think, you have like four or three. Yeah, I I think it depends on where it comes from in the offense. Yeah, that's I true. mean, obviously using a guy losing a guy like Svetch, like we did last year, or you know, like when we lost Pacioretty. Of course, Pacioretty we didn't have most of the year, but you know, still we lost him, right? It was a piece that we were planning on having. But losing guys like that, you you don't really replace. You just have to every it, it comes replacing that guy comes collectively across the group. But um, you know, if it was maybe like a lower rostered player on the fourth line or something, then maybe that would be easier to replace. But yeah, defensively, you know, one or two injuries on the defense is easily well, I won't say easily, easier to replace this year, like you said, because of the very deep blue line that we have obviously losing if, if, if it were to be like Slavin or Burns or somebody like that, that, you know, you don't really replace them. You just next guy up. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, even if you want to look at the goalies, yeah, you know, we, we did a good last, a good thing last year, right. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, all three goalies played well, at certain times and you know if one gets hurt you know freddie was hurt at times last year. all three of them were hurt at times last year mm-hmm. um and 
you know, each did well in relief of the other to get us through the season. And I don't expect it to be any different this year. So Haas, I would say, yes, we are um, depending upon who it is. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree as well. All right. From our good buddy, Eric. Um, Eric's asks, do y'all think the hurricanes power play will be stronger this year than last? And why? Yes. Reason being is bunting Orloff when D'Angelo plays. Offensively, they just look a lot stronger than they did last year. And you have Svetch coming back. You have Terravine coming back. I mean, in my projection, I think we're going to be top 10 in the league for power play. Hmm. I mean, I think yes, too. You know, I think I, I think I agree. I think um, the addition of Michael Bunting, that's going to improve your power play immediately. Um, you know, you know, you you reference Svetch coming back. You know, he's good on the power play. He's got a great one timer. Um, Brent Burns, Tony D'Angelo, when he plays, he's good on the power play. You know, just like you said, everything you just said, I can just repeat it. But um. Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, maybe will it be top 10? I don't know, maybe. We'll see, but it just needs to be it just needs to be better than it was last year um because we I think it's a pretty safe bet that our penalty kill is going to be one of the top Solid, in the NHL yeah. again, yeah, so I just uh, want the power play to work in the regular season, but most importantly work in the playoffs. Right. That's been a thorn in our side for the past two years. Well, yeah, and this past playoff run, uh, we started out the against the Islanders, and the power play was like, was it? Wasn't there a game where we like had like three power play goals or something crazy like that? Yeah, something like that. But it, it needs to be consistent. Right, right. The pieces are there. There's, there's no reason. I mean, on paper, there's no reason that this power play shouldn't be, you know, in the top third of the league. To be honest, so. 100%. They just gotta they just gotta translate that to the ice and something to watch. I'm looking forward to it. But we are less than at recording, less than nine days from the first preseason game. We are, I believe, just over three weeks from opening night. Seth Jarvis stays away by the recording. There you go. 24 days, right? Just over three weeks. Perfect. It's almost here. The wait is finally almost over. We're going to start seeing headlines. We're going to see a camp roster here soon. You know, Walt Ruff is all over Twitter and posting all over the Canes website. And, you know, when you start seeing Walt posting every day, you know hockey is back. So mm-hmm. I excited. can't wait for Orloff and Bunting. Those are the two guys, especially New Face. Every team, New Faces, you want to see. But uh, free agent wise, I think this is the most excited I've been for two guys in a long time. Yeah, I mean i i was ex- I was very excited for Burns last year. Mm-hmm. Like I remember opening night last year when you know you know they do the they announce the players and they all skate from behind the goal and you know through the the boards and they take the ice and then seeing Burns and hearing the roar and uh, that was awesome. But this year is going to be a similar feeling. I can't wait, man. Just cannot wait. Well, 
it's that time. It's giveaway time. So, with that being said, Griff has the winner of the giveaway. So, just to let everybody know the selection process real quick, is we did, you know, you can go online and put all the names into a wheel and then click spin, and then it spins, and it's totally random. So that's what we did. You know, there was no process to this or no nothing like that. This was totally random. Uh, we had a we had quite a few entries. Um, so thanks for everybody for entering. And again, we are going to do this more in the future. But for the preseason tickets for the Friday night game against Nashville at PNC Arena on October sixth in section one fifteen. Wow. Brian Hauser is wow. the winner. Wow. Give it up. All Congratulations. Right. Yeah, Brian. Congratulations. So, <laughs> so uh, by the time this session releases, Brian will already know that he won because we are going to, I'm going to send him a DM here within the next 20 minutes or so to let him know. But uh, congrats, Brian. Uh, thanks, everybody, for entering. And thanks for everybody that interacts with us uh, on social media. Keep it up. Would love to see more questions. Or even if it's not a question that winds up on um, on a session, just to talk to everybody. I enjoy all of that, getting into debates or conversations with all the additional fans out there because, you know, we're fans ourselves. So interact with us, talk to us, whatever. Is this the end of the session? I think it is. I think we've covered everything. Um, announced the giveaway. Yeah. I mean, we're, I think we're there, man. But next session in session nine, we are going to recap camp. We're going to recap the first week of camp. We're going to give a little update on it. We're going to talk about the preseason games that, um, well, I guess this will be before the preseason game is played, but we'll update camp. We'll talk about the preseason slate, really get into our season preview for the upcoming season. It's almost time. All right. That's all we got. So we will see you guys next time. Make sure you follow us at Caniac Sessions on X, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, follow me, my personal account on x at m underscore griff 10 that's m underscore griff one zero and you can follow ab where on x ab caniac session well thanks for listening and we'll see you guys in session nine bye thanks for listening to caniac sessions to stay up to date on all canes news or to interact with griff and ab please follow us on x instagram or facebook at caniac sessions let's go canes let's go canes